Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. This is, I've been out of pocket for a while. I um, I have been, I've been um, really, really in, um, sort of in, actually, in like my actual life. I, um, I, and I, I'm realizing how much time that I spend. Um, I, I, I spend an exorbitant amount of time right recently in at one of my gigs, and and I've been just so incredibly tired. I was doing uh, some meditations on my Instagram. Oh. I'm having you join me in my morning routine as I get ready for my gig. <laughs> and I did this thing, y'all. It's just so nuts. So yesterday, well, I've learned so much from TikTok. You know, you got to be really careful with that app. I'm just going to put out this like warning about it because it can take you down like these rabbit holes, these rabbit holes of of things that perhaps you don't really want to go down. It's um, it's, but on the flip side, I have I have learned like a ton, and there's this lady on there who has like the most. She has really beautiful like dark hair and it is it's really long and shiny and she was they she said that people often ask her you know and I think they actually might <laughs> um you know how does she get her hair so shiny and she said that she she brews coffee and she um she washes her hair and rinses the shampoo out and then she um she lets the coffee cool down and then she puts the coffee on her hair and then puts it in these, in like a t-shirt or whatever. And then after like 30 minutes, she just rinses it out. She doesn't shampoo it again. And she said, and if you're blonde, do it with chamomile tea. So I did it with chamomile tea yesterday. I um, put chamomile tea in my hair and I think it looks really pretty. I mean, maybe it's just a mental thing and I'm just imagining it, but. Um, so anyway, um, yes, I've been, um, a bit out of pocket and very busy in my, my, my actual, my actual life. And I had been doing these, these meditations, um, and one of my observations from the week of doing that was my body was just really not doing well <laughs> because I was doing the meditations between like one and three primarily and there is something about sitting in that position that my body does not like and I had like this major a fairly not as bad as I've had in the in the past months but my my hips and my legs were really hurting. 
And so just taking observation of that. And so then I started doing it, doing my meditations in my, in my chair, which it just isn't the same for me. It's just not, it's not the same for me to do my meditations in my chair. I don't know why I could not tell you, but, um, so, um, I, I've, I've just, and I had told you all that I got this opportunity. I got this opportunity. And the weird thing is, is that they have called me back four times about this job. I mean, it really seems like they would like to have me. And I am just so mentally resistant to it right now. I'm not like resistant to traveling or, you know, or, um, being away a bit or maybe on my own terms I guess I could say but um I don't necessarily want to move like upright move right now um I just don't want to and so and then what has been coming to mind for me is that I and see this has been very clarifying I don't know that I ever want to work for anyone again I would like to be, um, I would actually like to be making a living as a writer and I guess I'm a content creator. That's what they call me, what I do. I'm a content creator. So I'm, um, I would like to make a living, um, being a writer actually and, and content creator because it's kind of fun. I, I sort of toy with these ideas and then I'm, putting them out there and many of the ideas that I've shared with you all have not gone onto paper at this point. <laughs> they really haven't. It's sort of like these separate worlds. I got my virtual world and my real world and my um anyway. So I I and I've been really struggling with that choice because it's sweet. It's a sweet, sweet, sweet offer. I mean, it's more money than anybody's ever offered me in my entire life. And it would be really, really great to take this offer, you know. And um, uh, But I, I'm going to decline it. And I, I got to let him know today because I haven't been meaning to, but I've been sort of stringing, string, um, stringing them along. And I, I would really like to get to a place where... Um, if I'm employing people, I'm, I would like to be employing people because the, I will say that the places that I have worked probably my whole life, but especially in the last few years have not aligned with my, with my, um, personal ideas of leadership and I just, it's, um, there, there, I have just found that the people, generally speaking, I mean, I've had a couple of really exceptionally wonderful um, supervisors, but, um, and then I've had some horrible supervisors. Horrible. Like, I had a supervisor that screamed at me, like literally screamed at me, yelled at me um, on several occasions. She really lost her cool. Um, and... And I actually took the hit for that one. Um, and that's okay. 
Like, I took, I feel like I took the fall for her leadership. Um, but, and she's probably still there. Um, and I wonder how that's going, although it's none of my business. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm using a curling iron on my hair. It almost so, smells like my hair is burning. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to to share, actually, the purpose of this podcast is, there's this phrase, and I think it was by Ram Das. Did you say Das? Das? Das. Um, Ram Das. He um, wrote, Be Here Now. He's like, he passed away not so long ago, like really, strangely, in obscurity. It was kind of like, he passed away, and it was like nobody like noticed that this amazing spiritual leader on our planet was was had had left his body it was really strange but i guess maybe because we have just so much going on on the planet right now um but anyway so he had said this phrase um if you think you're enlightened go home for thanksgiving um, so I am going to be hanging out with um, many of my family members this weekend. And <laughs> and all I can say is it should be interesting. Um, some of them I, I have hung out with in the last uh, couple years. And then um, this would be including my mother, who I have not seen in a while. And my mother is doing really great. She had had a stroke recently, and so I'm hoping to be able to see my mom. I'm not sure exactly when she's leaving. Um, but anyway, and I think that this, that being with our family is kind of, it really kind of is like this strange test. <laughs> this strange test. You know, frankly, in my experience, and I think in a lot of people's experience, I think more often than not, I think it is the exception that we have families that support our dreams. I think most of the time, what we have are well-intended. They're very well-intended. Don't get me wrong. Like they, It's not like they're, they're wishing ill, but... When you start living out of their belief system, they're very vocal and not encouraging. <laughs> so I have this whatever it was. I don't know if it was like a spiritual awakening or a, some, some kind of like a very intense spiritual experience. And they, they would have liked to have sent me to a psych ward, I believe. <laughs> It's like you're acting crazy, lady. And so there was there were long periods of time where I did not have very much contact with my family. Um for this for this reason. And um so now it's been a couple years and and I, and I I'm 
I'm hoping that it's going to be better. I mean, part of it is that I'm stronger. Like, if you can imagine, because um, I sort of woke up, like, in a different, like, paradigm. It's the only way I know how to describe it. And I woke up in this totally different paradigm, and I, I was, I had synchronicity and, and, and I mean, and I actually, strangely, I have like mounds of proof of what I'm talking about. It wasn't like, like this was all just in my head. It was not in my head. And, and some people have liked to say, oh, well, somebody's just messing with you on your phone. You're just in this, you know, weird logarithm and a whole lot of these things were were actually in my physicality. They weren't on my phone. And so there it's not even that. It's not what they were thinking. And I actually still have people that when I mention something as as a um a synchronicity that I know that was a synchronicity, they say, Oh yeah, that's a coincidence. And I'm like, I know better. I know that's not a coincidence. That actually there are no coincidences, which can kind of um, work like a double-edged sword because that means that um, that means that when I'm when I'm when something negative happens, that I'm I'm actually responsible for that negativity. I'm responsible, whether it's positive or negative, um, when things happen, because we are the creators of our reality. And so then we have this, you know, there, and there's things that I cannot, I can't speak to, like, I don't know verbatim, but like this thing that just happened in Lebanon, in Beirut, and there's a, this great big seeming atomic bomb. I mean, it was, it was horrid. And it's like collectively somehow this point of attraction. And then like New York City, like how did how did um the people of New York or the people of the United States bring on 9-11? Like by some like how how was it determined the people who died in that and the people who didn't? And and I and I have my theories about that. I, I think that that I think that we have a whole heck of a lot more choice than we like to say we do. We we and I'm going out on a limb here and this is gonna sound really calloused, but I think we have a whole lot more choice and I think that there are a whole lot of people who believe that they have to die to be happy. And so, and so, you know, they, because I think there's more choice. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. There was this guy in the town that I live in. My coworker was telling me that he, he had actually sent videos to all these people in his life. Um, and he was going to, to end his life willingly. And he was in his car and he took all these all these um these uh 
pills. So he takes all these pills and then somebody comes and finds him and they take him to the hospital and they bring him back. Like there's some people who actually survive a gunshot wound to the head or, you know, like these, these circumstances that you would think, um, they would not survive. They survive. So maybe there was a larger part of them that didn't want to go. Um, but, um, so I don't know, there's some kind of choice in it. And, and I've had circumstances in my life, one in particular, I nearly bled to death. I was in a, I had something happen to my body and I was in the hospital and I lost half the blood in my body. And there was a point where the nurse, the nurse actually, this nurse saved my life. She just saved my life. I, you know, and I don't think I ever sent her a thank you note. Her name was Mary, actually. <laughs> I remember her name. Her name was Mary. And she saved my life because the doctors were really unencumbered until she brought him a, a um, grapefruit-sized blood clot. And then they decided they should do something. Anyway, so I obviously didn't die. But there was this point where I was laying there. Like, she could tell she was losing me. And she was, like, doing all this stuff to try to have me not pass. Because, I mean, I had a tiny little baby. He was, like, he was, like, nine months old, maybe. And um, I, I, I felt like I could have made the choice to leave or stay. And I made the choice to stay. A conscious decision to stay. Um, and so, and I know that's a bold, these are bold statements. And so there may be a number of people who, because like we like to say I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I just, I just categorically do not believe in that. I don't believe in that. I don't think we're ever at the wrong place at the wrong time. I, I feel like we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Um, and so what is happening to it? Like I was in this car accident years ago and I, I had made a left and there was a car beside me too. We had made a left to go. Um, it was a left turn light. It was a light and I'm, the guy beside me just kind of gunned it and he went faster and I didn't go faster and this this woman um, hit me. She just hit the whole right side of my car. I was making a left-hand turn. And I remember I had these two dogs in the car at the time and they were just kind of mid-air. Nobody died. There was no, like, you know, it wasn't like this tragic accident, but... Um, I, you know, it's like you could easily say I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, but I was at the right place at the right time. And the, the lady in the car was actually going to pick up her son from jail or like detention or something. And she was not from this country. She was from like somewhere else. And, um, and I just, 
I don't believe we're ever in the wrong place at the wrong time, like people try to say. I think that we, um, I don't think we're victims of our life. You know, like we're victims and we we're just have to, we're in this ocean at the will of, of, you know, fate, God, life, whatever you want to call it. This was the hand I was dealt with. You know, that's one of those statements. Um, and I guess it could be argued, you know, oh yeah, you can say that you don't, you know, you don't have the same challenges and. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But this is just my belief. And it's all based on our beliefs. Absolutely everything is based on our beliefs about it. Everything is based on our beliefs about it. And so, even I believe in some ways, death. <laughs> You know, like this idea, you know, like you die and you go to like this paradise. You just go, you, you, you have to die to this life to go to paradise. And, and, and sort of this dismissal as this life, because this life is actually pretty great. I mean, and I believe that we're here for a reason. Like we're here for a reason. And I believe that reason is joy. I cannot think of any other reason why a benevolent source would create, would create awareness, consciousness. Like it makes no sense to me that we would come here for lessons and to suffer and all the things that we've been told. It makes no sense that a benevolent being would create us for that reason. It only makes sense to me that a benevolent, loving being would create us so that we could exist. So that we could exist, so that we could have this awareness and and have these these experiences. We could just do what it is, what humans do. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was talking to my daughter. My daughter's been really stressed out recently. And I was telling her, you know, you know, it gets even weirder. Like we live on this planet in the middle of suspended in space. And we are orbiting. We are actually spinning we are moving all the time the earth is moving like constantly and then we're moving around this sun and we have these moons and we have a moon that is suspended in space <laughs> it's nuts when you think about it i mean honestly like and then like the way that you many people come to the world is through like this birth a mother they conceive a baby and then she gives birth, which is kind of a weird thing if you think about it, that a baby is like a woman gets pregnant. Like a woman gets pregnant and like gives birth. Like they're like if you really think about how strange the organic and how 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 actually like like it's it's just mind blowing. 
it's completely mind blowing. And like we, we do not have the capacity to, to, to make that, you know, ourselves, we, we are, you know, and so there's something that we have, we depend on, we depend on for our actual oxygen, for our water, for everything. We are, we are so dependent on our environment for our survival. <laughs> so that, and then I was saying, you know, and then we have this heart that beats through our entire life. Like you think about that and that is mind blowing that our heart beats throughout our entire life. When we're sleeping, when we're awake, like we don't have to tell it to beat. We don't have to, you know, say, oh heart, you better start keep beating or, you know, our brain keep function. I mean, it's weird. And so, and so it seems so silly that we have to say to trust. But what ends up happening is we start to believe only in what we see and what we are aware of. And what we are aware of is that we are actually lacking in our skills to create our skills to say, to go to the table. We don't dare ask because we think it's greedy, but to go to the table and sit down and say, Oh, I'd like this and this and this <laughs> to start out with. <laughs> and so like, I would say like right now I'm in the process of creating. So I'm learning, you know, what I really want is freedom. That's what I'm excited about. It's freedom to go straight to my customer, to, to not, not be the filter. I don't want to filter. I want to go straight to my customer and through books and, um, one-on-one sessions and maybe groups. And, and I'm, um, so I ask and, and it will be received. I will, I will align with this. I am aligning with this as we speak. I am aligning with my desire. I'm aligning with it. Sometimes it takes a minute to bake was what I've learned. I mean, honestly, like I remember Abraham Hicks had talked about this, like she, she had, somebody had come to one of her conferences and we're just talking, she was so happy because she had gotten pregnant and she was so incredibly happy, but she ha- didn't have the baby yet. So like she was excited about this pending baby, but she didn't have the baby yet. It was like gestating within her. And so our ideas gestate for a period of time before they come to reality sometimes. Other times they just, and it seems like, and I think it's true, the less we fixate on it, the more we just trust and and just focus on other things the quicker that it comes I've noticed I've had like weird stuff happen like not even knowing like at a really um at a really tough time where I didn't like have much money I had gone to um my favorite uh place in town to write and I was sitting there and I I had ordered like a roll 
And I asked him, well, so how much are they? I I think I had gotten a roll or maybe a coffee. And he came out and he brought me two rolls and he said he paid for that. He said they're on the house. Just gave them to me. I had this one guy, I was in a pinch. This one guy gave me a $50 bill. Um, and it, that was just a lifesaver. Like it paid for my gas. And I mean, it was just such a lifesaver. Um, these weird times, you know what I'm talking about, where, where just, just something just comes through, something just comes through, bam, it's like this sort of almost this instantaneous manifestation. Yesterday I was coming home, um, and I saw three of my license plates on my way home. 15 minutes, I saw three license plates. I saw like a 555, a 333, and a 999 <clears throat> on my way home yesterday. Like 15 minutes. And so I, I'm very lucky, but I've practiced this. So I used to, I remember I, I had dated this guy. <laughs> I dated this guy. He had a super cool car, too. And he had a PhD in philosophy, which you have to understand is very appealing to me. And he was really tall and cute and really, really great guy. Um, I remember one day I'd said to him as a theory, I said, I said, I, um, I, I think that the universe is sort of like my Pandora. Because what I noticed on my Pandora was through a, through a series of thumbs up and thumbs down, I could get my Pandora to, to receiving only that which I wanted to receive. The music I wanted to listen to. And so, and I would say, just get rid of the thumbs up, but the thumbs, I mean, the thumbs down, just don't even focus on that, but the thumbs up to the things that we want, that we are enjoying in our life, to like family, to food, to money, to cars, to, you know, joy, to generosity, to having people doing what they like to do, like focusing on our desires. There's so much going on right now. And I'm going to go back to TikTok just briefly because that's a place that I got to be super careful because there are all of these rabbit holes that you can go down and stuff that is just that is just completely like almost evil not the person who's who's reporting about it but the people who are engaging in it stuff that i didn't even know existed like just sick stuff sick and, and then the misinformation, like, I don't know, like they're talking about all of these people that I had thought a lot of and really cared about and liked over the years. And they're talking really negative stuff about them. I don't know. Is any of it true? And so we have to be super careful about these rabbit holes and staying with that which we want to receive. And not even in joking, 
yesterday at, at my gig, the one of the girls had said something. I said, don't even say that. Don't say that. Like, because um, it was something that she really actually generally would not want to manifest. I said, do not say that. Because <laughs> you, you know, not anything that you would not want to experience. But anyway, so this weekend, I'm going to, I may do some podcasting or I may do some Instagramming. I'm not sure, um, but I'm going to be hanging with my family and testing out my, my skills for staying in a happy place, staying off topics that cause any, because my family is, um, aside from my mother, my mother and I probably align more like politically and, and philosophically and spiritually actually, but then my, then my sisters, but, um, but there are topics that are just best not to talk about (laughs) with my family. (laughs) Not that I talk about it really that much generally anyway with people. I, I really don't want to upset people. I don't, I don't want to like, I'm not here to like needle people. I don't care if you believe in what I'm saying. Like, I'm not here to convert. Um, if, if it has resonance with people, that's really great. If it doesn't, you know, but, uh, so I try to stay off topics that I know are hot topics, but anyway, so I appreciate you listening And I will be back with other topics. And that's a wrap.